Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Eleanor Morton here from All Rather Mysterious, here to tell you about the Weirdos Pantomime. Every year, alternative comedy collective Weirdos puts on a homemade pantomime to raise money for Great Ormond Street. We've got songs, award-winning comedians and more cardboard props than you can shake a stick at. This year, join us as we try and save the local pub from closing in time for Christmas. With a cast including Adam Larter, Giles Norris and Edinburgh Award nominee Lucy Perman and me. I play a spoon who is also a sailor, just to give you an idea of how silly it's going to get. So, join the Weirdos on the 9th and 10th of December at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London in aid of Great Ormond Street. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Oh, right, okay. It wasn't me, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Are you upset with me because I made a joke about the Penny Dreadfuls? Did you? I feel there's an air now. I've upset you. I just enjoy the comedy of conflict. I'm going to leave all this in. Okay. Uh, welcome to All Rather Mysterious. We've all fallen out with each other. The podcast that aims <laughs> to unlock mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is Rain Man. Oh, you're keeping them? I'm keeping them. From last week? Yeah. Okay. I'm Mr. Bloody Reed. I'm E Dog. E Dog. Oh, you're trying to think of another one. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't work. I am Sheba, God of the Universe. Uh, yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Uh, and join us as we uh, unlock mysteries that have baffled the world and puzzled the minds of the very best. Today we bring you closure and controversy. Oh. Eleanor is bringing us controversy, and I'd like to say any Uh-oh. correspondence or complaints should be addressed directly to E Dog <laughs> at hotmail.com. <laughs> Whoever that is. Whoever that is. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. Anna, I believe you have a mystery for us. I do, and it is, um, it is as promised, not not the Christmas special, but we are doing the death of Jill Dando. Mm. Who, and I didn't, I, I didn't really, I, I wasn't going to do this, right? But then I watched this documentary because it's twenty years. Twenty years. So I was seven when it happened. I was not. <laughs> I was twenty-two. I was seventeen. <laughs> Hey, we span we span three generations. Yeah. <laughs> and Ellen has drawn a beautiful I've done picture a, I've done of a picture a, of children. The Duchess of the People. Are, are those are those tears that are stained on that? <laughs> I got very emotional. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so no, I watched this documentary. It wasn't a very good documentary. No, actually. it wasn't. No, it didn't offer anything, but it did make me think, what the hell happened? Mm. So mm. let us talk about. The death of Jill Dando. All right, can we have the facts? Let's have the facts. I'm all only right. interested in facts. Uh, <laughs> I'm on an all-fact diet at the moment. <laughs> uh, po- po- Brand high, facts. High-truth high diet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she's born... Uh, oh, I didn't actually put down when she was born. Um, but she, she was, was, though. She was, fact. She was born about 38 years before 1999. Okay. So, six, so 1961? I guess it was. Fast math. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, and she came from a family of journalists. so uh, Of dandos. Of dandos. <laughs> um, so everyone in her family was sort of into journalism and that sort of thing. But she... Um, was a TV journalist and presenter more than a, an investigative journalist. And by 1999, she was a um, big, big name throughout the country. She was a household name. She was presenting uh, several shows. She was on TV about three times a day at one point. She was in uh, a holiday programme, just called Holiday, I think, The Six O'Clock News and Crime Watch. Um, so a lot of people knew her, and she was a beloved figure. She did lots of photo shoots and interviews. Didn't she also do like an antiques program as well? She pre- oh, yes, almost certainly. Yeah, she, she, she did, was on telly a lot. She was on. T- do mm. you guys? How much do you guys remember of Jill before? A lot. I remember her being everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, Jill. Jill everywhere. They called her. Um, and I called her the Duchess. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I did. She time. definitely had a Princess Diana. Um, uh, aura to her. She did. Or, or certainly the people were willing it to yes. happen. Yes, certainly she had the mm. same haircut. Yes, that's... She did that. It yeah. was a very 90s woman haircut. She didn't have the Aniston. No, she did not have the... Um, that the, was the other 90s the haircut. Long curtains. Yeah. Um, if it, I went into a barber's in 1999, <laughs> yeah. not before this happened, <laughs> right. and mm. said, Can I have the dando? give me the dando, do you think they would have known what I was on about? <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have said, that's a woman's haircut. And I would have gone... Is my money not good in this bloody barber? It's a unisex hairdressers. Give me the dando. <laughs> uh, in 1997, <laughs> she was BBC Personality of the Year. Wow. So she was big... Stiff competition in 97, yes. was it? Who would it have been? Uh, Jim Davison? Oh, God. Some really w- was great Was Big people. Break still going on in Well, didn't he take over the generation game? Oh, you're right. Was, was Jim Davison on TV? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, a yeah. lot. A I lot. only know him as disgraced... Um, Man, Jim Davidson. No, by what? essentially a racist in a cupboard. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I didn't assume he was on a letter. No, TV. he was he was on. Um, he was on Big Break with John Virgo. Yeah, he, he had two successful sitcoms yeah. before that. Sitcoms. He had sitcoms. Before yeah, he had the elephant around the castle, and right. then Home James. This is so depressing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Where he was the same character playing a playing, a, and then he had uh, Big Break, which ironically was his. Big break. Comeback. It was his comeback, you're right. And then he took over the generation game from yeah. Bruce Forsyth. From Brucey. Oh. Um, but this was back at a time when you, you could get your uh, TV personalities from two places. They mm. were either the working men's clubs or from Oxbridge. Right. Mm. And so Les Dennis was a star back then. and uh, and uh, Les Dawson. Les Dawson and all of these. I imagine Cannon and Ball. Cannon and they Ball. They would hate Little and large. Other. Yeah. Hmm? I just I imagine they hated mixing with each other. I was just going to say, never the twain did meet. No, until they... until now, when every, uh, the alternative comics yep. get get the old working men's comics to play their dads in sitcoms. Yes, mm. so but also the, the um, alternative comics were mixing with universities and things like Fry and Laurie would do a sketch with Rick and Aid. That's right. In yeah. Saturday Live and yeah, things like yeah. that. Mm. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Sorry. Um, well, I would say, and this sounds sort of rude, but in many ways, she was unremarkable. By which I mean, she was a lovely lady yes. with a great career 
who was just popular, lovely, no scandals, nothing particularly interesting, just a nice lady. E-dog at hotmail.com. Myling class. The Myling class of her day. day. Mm. Without the concert uh, level pianist thing. Is she not? What about Alex Jones, who does the um, one show? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes the Alex Jones. Alex mm. Jones. Day. Or um, who's the woman who has to sit next to Piers Morgan? Oh. Susanna Reid. Susanna Reid. Yeah. If I went in and said, give me the reed to a barber's, they would go, well, that's your hair, isn't it? <laughs> they they think you've been Mike Reed. Reed with an eye. Oh, they no. say, which one, the oh. DJ or the, comed- the dead comedian? <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a dead man's hair, if you like. But we've got and it. You have to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All lined up. Um, right. Right, so yeah. that's the background. On the morning of 26th of April, 1999. What's the year? 1999. The, the time, time is 1999. <laughs> the year is 26th of April and the <laughs> date is the morning. Um, Dando actually was, uh, she was staying with her fiancé in Chiswick. Um, she actually she owned a house in Fulham. Who can? Fuck off. She owned a house in Fulham, but she didn't actually uh, live there at the time because she was trying to sell it. So she would occasionally pop back and check on it or do some stuff to it. Um, but she didn't really stay there. She was mostly in Chiswick. Um, so she uh, went out. She did some uh, shopping and then she went to the house in Fulham at 11.32. Um, and, you know, it's a really interesting fact I've found out. Do you guys know Bethany Black, the comedian? Yes. Yeah. Bethany Black, um, one of the things that, Jill Dander did that morning was go and get some fo- holiday photos developed. Bethany Black was Snappy Snaps. the developer. Yes, she's told me that. Yes. Wow. That's a gig we did Insane. together recently. Absolutely mad, yeah. Um, I, when I heard that, I was like... What were the photos of? Um, the Mysterious Murderer. No, uh, hmm. just some nice holiday, probably. Never got to maybe, see them. Maybe she'll never tell us because she knows too much. Perhaps this will develop later. <laughs> Let's not focus on the. Let's not <laughs> focus on a poorly sheep. <laughs> let's not focus on the negative though. Let's, no, let's not focus on the negative. Um, right. She returns home uh, to the house in Fulham at eleven thirty-two. As she stood on the doorstep, she was shot once in the head. Um, the way she was shot was um, it appeared that she'd been shot at point blank range in the back of the head, held down on the doorstep. Um, Fourteen minutes later, a neighbour found her, and the police were called. Um, the neighbour, Richard Hughes, had heard Dando sort of cry out like someone greeting a friend, but he didn't hear anything else, didn't hear a gunshot or any scuffle. He just sort of heard her say, you know, something, but it didn't sound as though she was in trouble. It just sounded like she was going, oh. And he took 14 minutes to decide he will go and investigate. Apparently. Um, she was taken to Charing Cross Hospital where she died at 1.03pm. Um, Hang on, so she was still alive all that time? She- Wait, what? She was shot in the head and then lived for another two hours. Yeah, it looks like it, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, that can happen. It depends where they shoot well, you. Well, clearly. Um, uh, and a Richard Hughes, the neighbour, was is the only person to have seen uh, or heard anything. Uh, looking out of his window, he saw that he has the only description of the killer. Six foot, white male, about 40, wearing dark clothes. That's all they know. Dark clothes. Dark clothes. Dead Which giveaway. Which makes sense, doesn't it? Um, so April be quite hot. What well, are you wearing dark clothes for? Not if you're a mystery murderer. Mystery murderer. That's what, <coughs> that's what you have to wear. But. You can you can see the uh, shape of a gun in a holster under a Hawaiian shirt is the problem. <laughs> so, what about uh, Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction. Do, no, but those are their replacement clothes right, after yeah, they get blood all right. over themselves. So they've already got rid of all their yeah. weapons. So they have. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, aftermath. Huge media attention. 
uh, also likened to Princess Diana's death, the nation mourns. Yes. All very tragic. Um, pretty much, as I've said, completely beloved character. Not not someone with any, not not controversial at all. So everyone's just sad. Huge police inquiry. Ultimately, no steady or good leads, which leads us to the arrest of a local man named Barry George, who is one of John's favourites, I believe. I like Barry George. Why do you like him? Because he, he shot a woman in the head. <laughs> no, no. He's a, he's, a, he's a fantasist. Oh, right. Yes. He claimed that he changed his name to Busala. Which is Bul- Bulsara? Bulsara, sorry. Which is Freddie Mercury's real surname. Ah. And he claimed for years... That he was Freddie Mercury's cousin, George Balsara. George Balsara, and he also Sorry, Barry Balsara. He also told loads of other people that he used to be in the SAS. Yep, lots of people say that. Though, yeah, they? but he was a complete fantasist, and it's one of those occasions that I find it interesting because it's one of those occasions that if you lie a lot, sometimes mm. it can get you into massive trouble. Yeah, don't do right. it, guys. Don't, yeah. don't because pretend to some be... of the things he said and did. Yep. Caused the police to be very interested in him. So, do you think he did it, or do you think he's just a well, fantasist who is a very uncredible? Here's what here's what the police found out. So, he's a local man. He lives about half a mile away from Gildando. Uh, he has a history of sexual offences, stalking, and attention seeking behaviour. So, he's not a great guy. No. He's not a great guy for a famous person to live near. No. <laughs> no. Um, he also had um, he also owned a gun, and he had pictures of her in his house. That he'd shot at a lot. <laughs> yes. He owned a gun. He owned, this is in I know. Chiswick. Well, I know. This is the scary thing. Fulham, actually. Fulham. The, the boyfriend's in Chiswick. Sorry. She goes home to Fulham. Um, this is the thing, isn't it? Because in America, everyone's got a gun. Here, yeah. if you've got a gun, you're like... How do you own a gun? Like, if it's not a hunting gun, how do you own a gun well, in this country? I suspect it wasn't a working gun, though. This the is one they ar- found. This is after... Um, oh, uh, Dunblane, so mm. there was stricter rules. So maybe he'd bought it before then, but I believe it wasn't super difficult to get hold of one if you really wanted one. I think maybe he was part of something like a hunting thing or the SAS. He'd thing also or posed for loads of self portraits of him pointing the gun at the camera and right. looking like Su- he was in the SAS. Such a cool guy. But yeah. I, I don't believe you can own a handgun in this country legally without it being. Part of your job. You can own hunting mm. No, but people can get handguns, can't they? Yeah, they can get them. And he mm. did. And the police thought that was suspicious. It's yeah. pretty suspicious. Mm. Was it the gun that killed Jill Dando? Um, well, the gun that killed her... The, so they found the bullet casing, and what they found was that the bullet had a mark on it, uh, I think this is right, which suggested that the gun had been... Uh, altered, tampered with. Yes. Right. Um, so whoever owned the gun had, that shot her had been changed in a certain way. Something had been done to it that changed the gun in a certain way. Um, and it, I can't remember if they ever said that that gun matched up with the gun he had, but I don't think it did. Seems because... important information. Yep. Um, uh, what what really cinched it, and it shouldn't have done, was that one particle of gunshot residue was found in a coat pocket of his. Wow. Um, so given that he owned a gun, having one particle of gunshot Presumably residue. Presumably he shot his gun at yes, some point. Yes, I think so. Also, um, he didn't just have photos of Jill Dando, he had photos of loads of women, because guess what? He was a bit of a creep. Right. Um, so it wasn't just photos of Jill everywhere, it was photos of loads of ladies. Um, and on top of this, time frames, he had an alibi for about 20 minutes later, but the clothes that Richard Hughes saw the man in wasn't what he was wearing in his alibi, so he would have had to have gone home and changed, which he simply didn't have time to do. Right. Um, but because he was a bit of a local creep and um, a bit of a sort of weird stalker, he uh, was 
uh, arrested and convicted and sentenced um, and served seven years in prison before being acquitted because um, there wasn't enough evidence. And to this day, no other official suspects have been put forward. He was a scapegoat dun, until dun, dun. everyone stopped well, caring about it. Yep. Well, the documentary you mentioned is mm. they, they they present all this evidence and at the end they basically go, and we still have no idea. Yeah, it's it's very underwhelming. Really underwhelming. Right. Um, well, let's let's fix it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who? Right. So, so what else do we know? It right. wasn't that bloke. He was he was a horrible creep, mm. but he he didn't. Yes. You know. So so here are my theories. Um, <laughs> so the first one is is popular is that it was a stalker slash crazy fan. Uh, now I would say. Not because for two reasons. First of all, Dando hadn't. I think she'd mentioned in passing that someone, a guy, had been a bit weird. But stalking tends to escalate. Mm. So if it does end in murder, she would have had a lot more evidence of someone there. Also, the execution-style killing doesn't fit how stalkers tend to kill victims. No. They tend to do a sort of frenzy thing because they've got a bit mad, and then they sort of tend to just stand there going, "Ooh, I know what have I done." Do we know what happened with John Lennon? Because that's the most similar yes. story. He exactly. He, he, basically, he did exactly that. This guy had this was convinced that John Lennon needed to die. Yes. Um, he goes up to him outside his hotel. He shoots at him, and then he just sort of stands there. He doesn't even try to escape. Right. Uh, and he certainly doesn't shoot him with any uh, skill. Um, so it's not the same MO at all. Actually. Also, he in um, Lennon's killer's case, he mm. bought ammunition that would cause the most damage. Mm. The, the frenzy thing again. Yes, yes, it's all very, and a lot of other. Um, the, there's been a couple of other cases of famous people being killed, and it's all very. There's a lot of ramp up, and as there was with Lennon, he did a lot of hanging around outside before that. Because he got Lennon to sign his album. That's right, and then yeah. waited until he came back hours and hours later. Yeah. Um, so this this sounds more, uh, dare I say it, professional. Mm, yes. Yeah. Which brings us on. Well, first of all, uh, quickly rule out jealous lover or family member because there was no evidence that anyone had any reason to hate Dando. She... And who shoots someone in the head on their doorstep exactly. in this country? No one. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, I think in this country, if you were uh, you upset, push them off a cliff. Yeah, don't or you? you'd send them a passive aggressive letter, you know, just uh, something like that. Um, subtweet you them. tell all your that's, friends that's they've gone camping <laughs> so nobody well, even d- goes looking for we a week we tend to be a nation of chopping people up and putting them in a freezer that's don't we? right yeah. we are yeah. exactly. we proud of it you yeah. know? I mean I can't really think of any other that yours Delors <laughs> any other British killing like this no no no, it's very international, isn't it? It is, which is why a lot of people think it may have been a professional Serbian assassin. And the reason is um, that they... This is obviously during the Balkans conflict. Um, they People posit that it was a retaliation because uh, a few weeks or days or months before, uh, NATO had bombed a Serbian news station and killed the Serbian equivalent of Jill Dando in this. <laughs> The Serbian equivalent. <laughs> now that's a reach. So, does every journalist and presenter have a Serbian equivalent at all times? Yes, Is and that... you do actually. Do I? Yes. Yeah. You just need to find him. God, they need to really pull their socks up and do better <laughs> in their career. Go to Belgrade and and you'll bump into. I them. bet they don't call their... themselves Sharky. Though. No, they don't. Well, mm. no, they do. What's I. their equivalent oh, yeah. of the Penny Dreadfuls? Yeah. What's what's their podcast like though? What's uh, Serbian Dave Reed's podcast? It's called. Uh... Not very mysterious. Not very mysterious. We know all this is secret. <laughs> we cannot say anything. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> so and also, um, uh, and I, I couldn't find who said this, but apparently, either someone at the BBC or someone at a news station had had a phone call from someone who said 
claimed to be a Serbian and was like, you kill our Jill Dando, we will kill your Jill Dando. Right, okay, well, that's pretty damning. That's pretty damning, isn't it? But um, there was no solid evidence for this. This is sort of like a, oh, yeah, I got a phone call saying that, which doesn't seem particularly... Right. Um, but Serbian assassins have been known to kill people this way. However, the reason why it doesn't seem to be a Serbian assassin or an assassin is because of the way the gun had been altered was basically gun experts said that the way the gun had been altered is a way that no professional assassin would ever alter a gun. So it was making it made the gun less efficient instead of more efficient. Could it have made it quieter? Because that, the neighbour did not hear a gunshot. That's a very good point, but... Because at point blank, you wouldn't need a full velocity no, round. that's true. Um, I don't know. Mm. All I know is that gun experts said that, no, basically it was sort of like a, a bad way to do something right. to a gun and a professional would just, that's like... Like they dropped it. It's like gun 101. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't do that if you knew anything about killing people. Okay. And also the Serbians never did claim responsibility publicly. And were they big into that in, the, well, in 1999? I think, I don't know. It's it's like terrorist groups do tend to claim responsibility, though, yes. don't they? Because the whole thing is about... Although saying that, <clears throat> the last Eastern European assassination, mm. the big one, which one Georgi Markov, oh, yeah. which no one ever claimed responsibility mm-hmm. for, yes, but is heavily believed to be a sort of KGB hit. Yes. Mm. Um, so maybe it's well, the KGB ones. don't claim responsibility, or is they just no, sort of lean back in a, a big chair and laugh? No, that's true. They're that's not true. a terrorist group, um, but well, maybe these aren't a terrorist well, group. Well, the Russians did it. Um, yeah. So, but I, I'm not convinced by this because I am like, I get it. Sort of makes sense of the NATO bombing and things, but it sort of still seems weird. The link between Serbia and Jill Dando is very yeah. uh, tenuous. Also. Um, the, the interesting thing is that because she didn't really live there, it would have to be someone who knew that she was going to be home at that point. Been trailing her for some weeks. Yes, and knew her uh, movements and just knew she would be at home on that day, which she wasn't normally. Mm. So we then move on to everyone's favourite um, conspiracy theory, which is a BBC paedophile ring. Yay! Uh, I've taken us so long to get yeah, to one of these. It's nice that we get there eventually. Yeah. So supposedly, according to various... Uh, un- certain sources or theories, uh, Dando had a dossier on a sex ring at the BBC that she was going to take um, to to the top. But uh, I would counter that by saying, first of all, she wasn't an investigative journalist. No. She was basically a presenter. Uh, I, I read or saw, I forget, that she was working on a programme about this yeah. at the time. It wasn't just that she had some info. She was actually... A programme was had yes. been commissioned and was in development. Yes, but I think... I don't think that's true because okay. the BBC have denied there was any right. anything to do with that. Okay. There's no proof of that. She also didn't mention to anyone, oh, I'm just working on uh, got a secret dossier. I can't tell you what's in it, <laughs> but it's going to be big. Yeah. Also, final point uh, on the paedophile ring. Didn't everyone know that the BBC was full of pedos? So, I mean... Well, but the, there's, there's knowing that it probably is and having evidence to do something about that's it. That's true. Because you don't just go, you're all nonces. <laughs> Problem solved. You can't really I do think, that. Also, I think people who worked on the BBC knew, but the Joe Public didn't know. Right? No, Joe Public didn't know. But you know, who was she taking this evidence to? Who would have done anything about it? Gary Lineker. Gary. Yes. If only she'd known. The nation's other sweetheart. Yes. Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. 
Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us, I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there? Would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. Great big owl. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Um, but I don't, I don't buy that because I think um, I don't you're, think she you're was... covering for them. Yes. It, and you I, own property in Dolphin I Square. Pull my mask off, and it was Jimmy Savile. You do occasionally work at the BBC, so you are complicit. Ooh. I've met, I've met Savile. Oh, have, have you? you? Yeah. What was that like? Well, it was well. I well, were, I was the the gold general public. I was a child, oh, God. and uh, my brother was a, a slightly older child, and we were celebrating his birthday um, in Scarborough, where my gran lived, mm. where Savile also had a mm. caravan, I believe, mm. oh, and uh, they started playing 
happy birthday for my brother and bought out like a muffin with a sparkler in it. And Savile was attracted to this merriment and came over and introduced himself and bought my brother a better cake. Oh, God. And uh, then walked away. He was wearing his white tracksuit. Of course he was. You know. Was this in Giaconelli's? Was that is an Italian restaurant in Scarborough? Yeah, I may think, have been. I think uh, Giaconelli was the mayor of Scarborough who was involved in really Savile's Wow, we went there all business. the time. Yeah. Went there quite a lot. And my friend Andrew, after shaking Jimmy Savile's hand, he turned to me and said, um, I'm never going to wash this hand again. And I like to think Savile would have liked that. And, like and nowadays he does nothing but washes that. That's it. He just washes it. And still smells of boys. Oh, um, yeah, it's yeah. But he, we, he, no one suspected outside of the BBC. No. Not really. Only people who worked in the industry. I think mm-hmm. we but, thought eccentrics were just fun. Mm. Turns out they were all sexual predators. Turns out now, looking at them, you're like, how could they not have been? Right. Prejudice. Um, I, I just don't, I don't think, first of all, I don't think she was doing that because she never mentioned to anyone. She didn't even say, I've got some secret info and I can't right. tell you, but it's going to be big. It's going to come out. Never mentioned anything like that. Secondly, not an investigative journalist. Yeah. Thirdly, if she went to her bosses with that, they'd go, look, Jill, we know about this. So look, here's some money and we'll just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's big mm. property. I just, yeah, I don't know. What's done is done. What's we can't, done is done. We can't do anything about it now. So that's all the different theories. None of them, all of them sort of are possible. None she's not, quite... she's not the the person to silence. No, this, no. Is, this is what I'm saying. This is, also, do, do um, is there any evidence of, of them ever trying to shoot anyone else in the head for knowing? Well, maybe they were trying to get to someone even bigger who, who did have evidence on them and, and you know, if it was a sort of standoff of you know you you'll never you'll never do anything to me I'm high profile mm. and they shoot somebody else high profile utterly mm. unrelated as mm-hmm. a, to send a message. That's true. Um, so some points to consider. Okay. Whoever did it had to know Dando's movements that day. Yes. No guarantee she was going to be at home, so that's something to consider. Secondly, why was she shot assassin style? Uh, did all, uh, also another theory that um, again doesn't really hold a lot of water that a crime watch viewer held a grudge so someone who was involved in crime had oh, been yes. called but again why would you kill her and not the producer mm. well because or the other guy because who if did you're crime not watch. very bright also true you you don't really know producers exist yes i mean my wife has had several conversations with her own grandmother trying to explain <laughs> that what her job is as a writer and her grand can't grasp that eastenders has writers oh on my it God. He's like, you know the words they say, yes. Yeah. It's like, well, you know someone else has to write that. What? <laughs> so, it's a documentary. So people who watch TV are, are not all, uh, they're not as others. No, that's, that, is, that is very true. Especially the ones who are involved in petty... Ones willing to shoot people on the doorstep as well. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. So I, I buy the crime watch angle now. Okay. That's That's the, the most... Interesting. The revenge angle. Yes. Well, I've always long suspected yes. that it was extraterrestrials. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Now. They were trying to harvest her brain. They yeah, were trying to kill Diana, but they arrived two, they yes. arrived years late. And, like uh, like at the Petit Trianon. They, they thought yeah. she was wrong. Bobby Davro. <laughs> that actually happened in real life, not that he was killed, but I was working in an office and it was an open plan office and we had a lady who answered the phone to the general public while we did admin. Yeah. And she, I remember her putting down the phone and saying, Bobby Davro's been shot. Wow. And everyone's like, oh. And then it turned out it was Jill Dando, not Bobby Davro. <laughs> they still sound similar. Yeah, yeah. I just um, uh, found out the other day, my siblings don't remember 9-11. And my, so my mind is blown. Wow. wow. Were they abducted at the time by Hang on, by just very young. How old no. are your siblings? 
Uh, 25 and 23. So I'm trying to do the maths. So they, yeah, they would have been like... Six, six or seven. Nine. Yeah. nine. So, but still. I just... That's quite a significant thing to forget. Though. I know. Well, I remember. And I was... Uh, uh, I was... I was nine. Actually, no, there would have been... Anyway, the point is... I, I, I'm just... You've just reminded me where I was when I... Where were you? I was, was in, you in, I was in, in a, school? a cool little cafe called Victor J's in Ooh, the corner of Parliament Street in York. And uh, we had to go and watch it on TV screens in the window of Dixon's. It's Whoa. that long ago. Pre-smartphone. I was in class and our janitor came in and told our teacher and I only remembered it because he never came in and talked to anyone. So I was like... I was working in an office in Watford and... Only one bloke in the whole office had access to the internet. He was like a trustee. Whoa. And we all went round his desk and watched it. Wow. I think it, he was on CNN's website or something like that. Yeah. Because we were able to like watch it all yeah. unfold. And we saw the second plane going. Well, at the time, we just thought it was an accident, you know, like well, yeah, a plane yeah. crash. Yeah. And then, yeah. Scary stuff. Anywho, um, another great moment from the late 90s, early 2000s. You said great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd like you to go I mean, and this... sell the, the families right, do you, of the victims. You're genuinely baffling this one. I'm, yeah, isn't I, it? I'm finding it difficult to find closure on this. Mm. Okay, well, you want to know my theory? Yes, I yeah. do. Uh, I think she went and get her photos developed, but she was really rude and just a bit of a dick about it. And then Bethany Black. <laughs> Bethany Black was, <laughs> was like, furious. I'm not putting up with this. That's edog at hotmail.com <laughs> if you wish to complain. I don't really think it was. Now, does funny Bethany now, own a gun? It? Are we following this through? <laughs> we can ask her on Twitter. Okay. I th- I think it's a professional hit. Right. Yeah. It's, and there's no doubt about that. It certainly looks like one. Yes. Or someone who... The, the thing only... is, the reason why the Barry Bursler, oh, Barry yes. George thing, ticks oh. so many boxes... Yes. ...is that he thinks, or thought... <clears throat> I'm coughing now. He thought he was... A hitman, if you know right. what I mean. He'd think, I am a hitman. This is how I would kill someone. Right. But and still have a gun that he dropped, so the bullet was slightly dented. And, and also, oh, you mentioned his alibi. Yeah. The reason the police were so convinced it was him is because his alibi was so OTT. Oh, he went right. into a minicab office and was and made a big fuss about right. something. And they were thinking, why would you do that unless you were trying to establish? Yes. Well, I haven't, uh, I haven't checked because I uh, don't think I can. But I, I feel like... The neighbour said it. he was about six foot tall, and I don't think Barry George was six foot tall. It was Richard Osman. It was Richard Osman. Well, it explains why he's on telly so much. He's took her job. Yeah, right. there you go. That's <laughs> the reason. Career grab. The holiday programme. edit that out as well. <laughs> I, yeah, because every time I think it's an assassin, I think, well, the gun experts have said an assassin wouldn't have a gun like that because unless he was a terrible it's, assassin. It's why it sounds to me like a wannabe. Someone mm. who's yes. playing at assassin. Yeah but is actually a deluded idiot who sits in their own poo at home. In mm. which case, you know, Barry George has at least done seven years from it for it if it was him. I think it's somebody like Barry George, which is why he went down for it, yeah. but it's an as-yet-unknown lunatic. Mm. Yeah, That's also uh, good. I just feel like lunatics tend to be quite bad at hiding. Well, it's clearly someone who's been stalking her to a certain extent to know that she was coming back to her house mm. at that point. Yeah. And she hadn't really... She'd briefly mentioned, oh, there's a guy being a bit weird but mm. no specifics so it wasn't no one really knew enough about I, she was being stalked i think it's organized crime sending a message to crime watch mm. to stay away from their low-level hoodlums yes there was a joke at the time which was what goes in out in out right oh god nick what? owens asked when he answers the door <laughs> 
Wow. Is it Nick Owen? <laughs> you mean the crime watch? Yeah, what was his name? I don't know. I'll get it now. I only well. remember... Uh, he yeah. was the one who used to say, don't Bruce, have nightmares, no. even though I used to always have nightmares when I watched Crime Watch. Right. Well, I always thought it was a weird thing to say, because it was like, yeah, well, well I am now. Yes. <laughs> now you've mentioned it. Because <laughs> horrible. Don't um, drink bleach. <laughs> and remember, there's nobody behind you right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> and remember, if I appear in your house, that's fine. <laughs> Um, that Savile should have said that. Please don't have door locks. I think it's weird that she was on the holiday <laughs> program and uh, and Crime Watch because as a real like as a, you you know you associate presenters with their mm. shows, so you're having a real yo-yo of emotions when you see the holiday lady. I don't know, I, I talking think, about murder. I think it's part of the British culture that we're always very very willing and, yeah. and wanting someone to have a monopoly on our television. That's true. Yeah, we we want someone to be everywhere. And she, oh, she yeah, was Dean also the Slattery. women's magazine culture of mm. horrendous bereavement mm. and smiling women in bikinis. Oh yeah, like that. That's life. My yeah, dad yeah. haunts well, that is my life. cupboard. My murdered dad still haunts my dreams in my cupboard. <laughs> yes, in that's life magazine. Uh, I aborted my mum at twenty thousand feet. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I pushed her out the door. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I say aborted. Yeah, I'm just being a bit fancy. <laughs> Um, My dad got me pregnant and still won't talk to the twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the but she's smiling in the picture. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, she's. Uh, it's there's a whole. It's, it's lots of elements here, which is which is good. I, my gut says uh, revenge for a crime watch story mm. by an unhinged person who has delusions of uh, organised crime, but isn't actually really associated with. It. Unhinged, but. Uh, but hinged enough to have gotten like, like not gone away with it, right? Which I still think takes a bit of doing. My friends, let me take you back to London, the East End, eighteen eighty-eight. Ooh. A oh. man walks the streets who goes by the name, the moniker given to him of Jack the Ripper. Yes, this fits all oh the classic God. hallmarks of a Ripper killing. It was Ripper killing. the gun to the head, the bullet in the brain. <laughs> He's really um, gone up market. To go- <laughs> He's had 111 years <laughs> to change his MO completely. Guys, I've just, I've just had one of those epiphany oh moments where oh, yeah. you blow the case wide open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're looking in the wrong place. <gasps> it's not a revenge killing for something she said on Crime Watch. It's a revenge killing for something she said on holiday. Uh, <laughs> Do you think Which she... is why we've never found them, because they just went... Back home, abroad. Do you think again. she gave Marbella a, a so-so review? She's like she scowled at somebody's restaurant on the beachfront <laughs> in Marbella, and they came all the way back to Britain in order to give her a piece of their mind. It's one of those people you meet on holiday, and they say you must come and stay with us. Yeah, but they actually take you up on it. But then <laughs> follow they follow you all the way home. Follow you all the way home, and, and when she's you. like, "Oh, you can't stay," they shot in the head. I think it's a holiday program revenge killing. Go. I think it's Jack the Ripper. I am going to say, I don't know. It doesn't no, it make sense. Um, I'll go with the holiday thing. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. It could, right. it could also have been Jack the Ripper. We got there in the end. Jack the Ripper on holiday. I think uh, if, if, if the documentary we watched yeah. had ended in like that, yeah. It'd have been much more satisfying. It would have been, because that was a very <laughs> anticlimactic. A, a Victorian doctor in a top hat, an enormous overcoat on a yeah. beach, on a sun recliner. <laughs> Still with dry ice circling <laughs> around Cocktail in his hand. Yeah. All that documentary did was remind her relatives how sad they are. And that poor policeman who's still haunted by yeah. the fact he's never been able to crack it the case. Was oh. He's clearly yeah. having some sort of breakdown about it. 
Uh, right. Right. Well, there can be no doubt that we've solved that case. Um, so it. next time you hear about the case of uh, the, the tragic death of Jill Dando, just remember that it's Eleanor who has dredged no. this all up. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Please and, don't kill um, me. ruined lives. I'm nothing. I'm no one. Um, until next time, my name is um, Rain Man. I'm Mr. David Reed. <laughs> I'm nobody. Don't, oh. don't contact me. Should we stop with the, the appealing to the young then? Yeah, I, I, I'm... I would like to alienate the young, <laughs> All right. if we can. All right. Well, you can find David on Twitter as at Mr. David Reid. Eleanor is at Eleanor Morton. The podcast is at All Rather Pod, but you probably know that already. And I am at Mr. Ken Shabby. Until next week, when we'll bring you a case that will be slightly more palatable and less controversial. Mm. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, my darlings, it's me, Anna Mann, actress, singer, welder, gotta have a backup. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I've been cut from most things. However, I will not be cut from one thing, and that is my own podcast, Talking to Actors with Anna Mann, where I meet those rarest of creatures, the actors. That's Talking to Actors. Look out for the new series starting soon. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.